I have a kit lens. How do I know which lens to buy to progress my photography? Hi and welcome to episode 120 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. No offence Google. Want me to answer your photography question? Get your thinking caps on. More on this at the end. That's a new bit. Here is the answery bit. If you have a kit lens and want to progress with your photography, you need to answer the following questions. 1. What do you want to use the new lens for? 2. What will this new lens enable you to do that you cannot do with your kit lens? 3. How much are you willing slash comfortable to pay for a new lens? 4. Do you want a zoom lens or a fixed focal length lens? 5. Are you planning on changing your camera slash camera system? 6. Do you buy a lens made by your camera manufacturer? Or do you buy a lens made by someone else? 7. New or second hand. 8. Are you going to buy any other lenses in the future? That is the answer. Not let me go through each of these episodes one by one. Typo there. That is the answer. Now, now let me go through the re- third time lucky. That is the answer. Now let me go through each of these one by one. I've carefully checked this script, by the way. Number one. What do you want to use the new lens for? Well, it's as good a place as any to start, isn't it? With the obvious question, what do you need a new lens for? Is there a specific genre of photography that you want to photograph? If you want to photograph, say, F1, you will need a fast telephoto lens in the 200 to 500mm focal length range and quite a lot of money. If you want to photograph weddings, you will want a couple of high-quality all-round lenses, say a 28-70 and a 70-200mm lens. Landscapes? Well, you can go wide, but you can also use a telephoto lens. It's up to you. Or do you want a specific lens to do some specific things like, I don't know, ultra-wide-angle photography, macro photography, low-light photography, studio work, portraits, photographing babies from 50 feet, grizzly bear photography? It just depends, but you get the point. Do you need a fast lens with a larger maximum aperture? If not, get a smaller maximum aperture lens and save money, bulk and weight. Or do you just want to buy a good all-rounder lens that gives you an extended range of focal lengths? So before you buy your first upgrade lens, you need to know what you're going to photograph. And don't forget, when you buy a new lens as an upgrade from a kit lens, there will probably be an increase in the quality of the lens too. The sharpness, the reduction in optical errors, just better all-round, which will give you better photos. Number two, what will this new lens enable you to do that you cannot do with your kit lens? See, there's one thing I want to try and get you to establish here. Do you really need a new lens or is your kit lens just fine? Now, think about this and be honest with yourself. I mean, if you just want a new lens, there's nothing wrong with that. They are very cool bits of kit after all. Want and need, though, are different. And the problem is this. If you want a new lens, what lens are you going to buy? With need, the answer will be more obvious. The need will take you to the lens that, well, the lens that you need. Number three, how much are you willing slash comfortable to pay for a new lens? In theory, the more money you spend, the higher the quality of the lens. Now, that is a very broad generalisation. Now, that is a very broad generalisation. Sorry, I had to redo that one because I couldn't say broad. (laughs) But so many factors influence the cost of a lens. The different camera types are a major factor. I mean, here I'm talking about full-frame cameras, cropped sensor cameras, and micro four-thirds camera systems. They've all got their own price levels within their own ranges. And the focal length slash focal lengths, and also the maximum aperture, 
These are also major cost influences. I mean, yeah, sure, there's many factors, but that's why you need to be sure that a lens is right for you and that you really need it, or if you, if you just want it, that you know which lens to get. Some good news here. Lenses generally hold the value much better than camera bodies. They are not replaced by manufacturers as often. I bought a lens and five years later got back pretty much what I paid for it. Spend the most you are comfortable spending and get the best lens that you can comfortably afford. Do you want a zoom lens or a fixed focal length lens? Now zoom lenses are more and more popular these days. With a zoom lens you get a range of focal lengths such as on my I have to say wonderful Canon 24-105mm lens which gives me wide angle at 24mm, mild telephoto at 105mm and of course everything in between. This is a great all-rounder lens if you're not sure. Fixed focal length lenses, known as prime lenses, have fixed focal lengths. Well, you'd expect so, right? To get the same range as the 24-105mm lens though, you would, in theory, need the following lenses. 24mm, 28mm, 35mm, 50mm, 85mm, 100mm. Now that's six lenses, obviously. So I can count up to six, alright. I use zoom lenses these days. That's all I need to say on this. Six lenses. And every time you want to change the focal length, you've got to change the lens. Now, sure, there are reasons for prime lenses, which I've mentioned in a previous episode, which I won't go into here. Yeah, I use zoom lenses. Number five, are you planning on changing your camera slash camera system? Again, if you're planning to change from a crop sensor camera to a full frame or a micro four thirds camera, do this before you upgrade your lens or you'll just be wasting your money, won't you? And if you're looking to move from, say, I don't know, Canon to Nikon, the same applies. I think it's Nikon in the US. Nikon, Nikon. Ditto DSLR to mirrorless. Just check first. Now, there is an exception to this. Lovely Micro Four Thirds cameras. These have a universal lens mount, which is very nice. So you can buy a Panasonic lens and it will go on an Olympus camera and vice versa. And any lens for a Micro Four Thirds camera will fit on any other Micro Four Thirds camera, which I think is a wonderful thing. Do you buy a lens made by your camera manufacturer or do you buy a lens made by someone else? Now, camera manufacturers make lenses for their cameras. Third-party lens manufacturers make lenses for a variety of camera manufacturers. And I'm pretty confident in saying that these days, third-party lenses are the best they've ever been. And they are as good and in some cases better than the lenses made by camera manufacturers. And they're also generally cheaper, so they're they're definitely worth looking into. It's hard to buy. I mean, there there is rubbish out there. But if you go to a reputable brand, you'll do well to... Well, you won't do well. (laughs) You'll do badly, but it'll be... It's not easy to find a bad lens these days. Was that better? And they are generally cheaper, so wealth... (laughs) And they are generally cheaper, so well worth looking into. Seven, new or second-hand. I have carefully bought second-hand lenses in the past, and the second-hand lenses that I still have now, they've all been fine, have never had a problem with one. Just make sure you buy carefully and from a reputable place, and that you can do things if the lens is not as described, as in send it back and get your money back. See all those photos on um, online places where you can buy stuff. It's very hard to show the front element of a lens and any marks on it. It's very, very hard. Yeah, I bought a lens that had marks that weren't shown and they didn't affect the quality of the images at all. So remember that. So you buy a second hand, you'll save yourself a good amount of money. But you need to remember that lenses hold the value. So you won't get the kind of savings that you can get with, say, second hand camera bodies. Number eight. Lastly, are you going to buy any other lenses in the future? 
It's the last thing to think about and it's probably the most difficult because you probably don't know. But with careful lens selection, you can cover a very broad range in three lenses. And this is what I've done. I've got a 17 to 40, a 24 to 105, and a 70 to 200 millimeter lens. And that's that's all I need. 17 mil is it getting towards ultra wide. 200 mil is genuine telephoto. I don't need anything beyond either end of that scale. So I'm I'm sorted, and I've been that way for a long time. The talky bit. This isn't going to be less than 10 minutes. Blimey. Gear is important, of course it is. You need gear to take photos, for sure. And it is important to get the right gear for you and what you're photographing. And also to get the best gear that you can comfortably afford. We need to remember that a camera lens is a long-term investment, so we need to be sure that we're getting the right lens. Something I should have explained probably is uh, exactly what do I mean by a kit lens. If you haven't listened to every episode up to now, and you haven't heard episode 60, you might not know, so... Head back to episode 60, what is a kit lens, what you need to know without the relevant detail. Yep, I've got to the point with my podcast where to explain something I am now able to refer back to previous episodes of my podcast, which is a wonderful thing. Basically, when we talk about kit lenses in photography, we're generally referring to the 18 to 55mm type of camera lenses that come with entry-level cameras. That's 18 to 55 or similar. Now, there are variances on these, but these are the entry-level lenses that come with an entry-level DSLR or mirrorless camera. You know the ones. It's the ones where, say, the, the camera body costs 200 quid and the camera with the lens costs you about 230 quid. There's just a modest cost increase to go from buying the camera body to the camera body with the kit lens. So that's what I'm talking about here. These are cheaper, lightweight, but still excellent starter lenses, but the quality is not the best. They're great starter lenses. I will never criticise them. I started off with one. But at some point, if you want to progress with your photography, you'll probably want to upgrade from a kit lens to a higher quality lens. Now, using Canon as an example, who I use, they have an 18 to 55mm kit lens, and I used to have one. But their L-series lenses are professional lenses, and there is a big difference in quality from one to the other. But they're not all as expensive as you might think. Now, the lens I use for my architectural construction, real estate, travel photography is the Canon. Sorry, not travel photography. I use my Olympus for that, don't I? The lens I use for my commercial work is my Canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens, which is currently selling here in the UK for about, well, no, it's currently selling here in the UK at a very reputable dealer for 779 English pounds. And in the US for um, $599. There's something wrong with that, isn't there? £779 here, $599 in the US. Blimey, I might as well just fly over there and buy one and I'll still save a couple of hundred quid. What's going on there? And I know that this is a lot of money. £779 is a lot of money. Not as mu- <laughs> much more than $599 as well. But it, it's not a lot of money really for a camera lens. And once you've bought a great lens, if you look after it, it will serve you for many, many years. That's upgrading from camera lenses covered nicely, I think. And there's a question that came out of this. Should I upgrade my camera or my lens? This was the thought that popped into my head as I was writing this. And this is such a good question. I will answer that in the next episode of my small but perfectly formed... (laughs) Small but perfectly formed podcast, as I like to say. I like to say, but I didn't manage to do it that time, did I? (laughs) Oh dear, that was absolutely dreadful. Blimey the time's going here what do i do well i only buy gear if the thing that i have is broken the gear in question will help to get photos that i cannot get at the moment the gear in question will help me to get higher quality photos 
or the gear in question will save me time. Other than that, I'm on a long-term, self-inflicted gear-buying ban. This is because I used to spend all my time looking at gear and buying it and not using it. But back in the day when I started out in digital photography, I had a kit lens, which I used for a few years. I was into travel photography at the time, and when it's time for me to move it up a level from a Canon, I can't remember the camera model now, it's so long ago, but it started off with an 18 to 55mm lens. When I got to the upgrading point, I also upgraded my camera. So I went from a crop sensor camera with an 18 to 55mm lens to a full-frame Canon 5D and 24 to 105mm lens, and that was a great all-rounder lens, I have to say, on a great camera. And I still have that lens to this day. My Canon 5D has been retired, shall we say, and I have a Canon 6D now, but I still have that Canon 24 to 105 and I will never get rid of it. And I've also got a Canon 17 to 40mm lens and a 70 to 200mm lens, and that covers all I need. And I touched on maximum apertures before. Mine are all f4 maximum aperture. If you want a faster lens, that would be the f2.8 in the case of, say, the 70 to 200. It's going to cost you more, and it's going to be bigger and heavier and have a bigger, more prominent protruding front lens element. I don't need any of that. I'm fine with what I've got. So it is an important consideration. And like I say, I haven't bought a lens in years. Okay, next episode. Well, as I said earlier, I'll answer the question that came into my head when I was writing this post. In Photography Explained podcast episode 121, what should I upgrade first, my camera or my lens? Please help me. I know, they're seamless, these episodes, aren't they? Do you want me to answer your question? That's question or questions. You're not limited to one question, as Terry found out. My podcast has been created to answer your photography questions, not mine. So please get in touch with your question. And when I answer it, I will give you a number of shout outs in that episode, which will exist in podcast land until until podcast land is no more. I thought I'd done quite well this episode to not make mistakes. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start, where you can also find out more about my podcast and do nice stuff to help me. This episode was brought to you by a rather nice homemade spaghetti bolognese made by the ever so lovely Mrs M. Thanks for that, babes. Very, very nice. And also a nice cup of tea. I'm sipping satire in my home. <laughs> and a nice cup of tea. I'm si- And a nice cup of tea. I'm sipping. And a nice cup of tea. I am sipping sat here in my homemade soundproof recording emporium. The irony is that I wrote that because I was intending to have a cup of tea, but I forgot to make it, so I'm not even doing that. <laughs> okay i'm done i think i need to stop my throat's gonna give in on me as well i've been rick mcavoy thanks again very much for listening to me and my small but perfectly formed podcast it says here yes it really does say that and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time i really do appreciate you sharing part of your day with me and i look forward to hearing from you and answering your question okay stumbling over i'm done cheers from me rick My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.